Zook Binders is the go-to album company for professional photographers looking for a high-quality partner. For 26 years, they've been servicing mid- to high-end studios like Washington Photo and complement this with a full suite of services such as album design, image selection, photo editing, video editing, and website design. Visit them at zookbinders.com and listen to the podcast with their founder, Mark Zucker, on episode 7 and 53. Coming up now on Visual Wow. You know, if you're kind of considering, you know, going out there and joining our association and you're kind of finding that you're maybe getting not the, the quality of relationship that you want um, in terms of just like regular connections, it, it might mean that you have to step up a little bit and, and reach out and, and form those deeper bonds. And that's what, that's what an association membership and involvement can do for you. And on the flip side, if you're new or newer, let's say you're five years and under in this in this industry, it's an amazing resource for you to, you know, have questions answered by competent people. Build your skill base, build your knowledge base, build your contact list. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow. The podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Welcome back, Visual Audience. I am Jack Hartsman, your host, and very excited to have with me today NACE president of the Washington, D.C. area, Trish Simatakos. Trish, welcome to the program. Nailed it. Hi, Jack. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. The reason she said nailed it is because we uh, we lost power and our recording stopped and I had a great first entrance intro on our first try at this and uh, and I got a great the second time. Trish, thank you for that. Podcaster to podcaster. It's very exciting to have you here. I know this kind of developed by you teaching podcasting at the Cater Source Conference in Miami two weeks ago where we had a nice chat, nice time to chat and catch up and then shooting your headshots last week. And then you running off to uh, NACE national and running into my buddy, Gary Boardman. And here we are back in Montgomery County, darting a thunderstorm. Uh, seriously. It's, uh, it's great to see you uh, at least two dimensionally and have you on the program. Thank you so much. It's, it's so great to be on. And um, I'm always excited to be in the hot seat, right? It's because as an interviewer, you know, sometimes the conversation organically leads to questions about, you know, me and what I do, but, but it's always about the guests. So um, I'm always, um, you know, really excited to like talk to someone else and get your style and, you know, and just kind of, you know, see what, see what's Jack, what is Jack interested in knowing? What does he want to know from me? I think it's kind of interesting that I, I interviewed the NACE president from Arizona, from Scottsdale, before I interviewed the one that's in my own backyard here in DC. And then now that you and I've gotten to know each other a little bit, and we find out we live around the corner from each other as the, as the crow flies, so, uh, yeah, you know, listen, I think we both have a mutual love for this industry of the special events world. And I think it was really cool to see you on the national level at Cater Source, us as the photographers and you as a speaker. And, you know, I think it shows our dedication to our industry, your podcast and the things that you develop and, and the way you convey the, your information and, and what we do here at Visual Wow. And, and now we're our, our second podcast where we're doing the... Um, how to photo booth, how to photo booth.com and the how to photo booth uh, podcast where we're trying to help people that are really in the niches of the photo booth world. And I think it's just, you know, the, the things that we keep doing to bring back to our industry of which parlay 
to you just got back from Las Vegas and NACE National, uh, or is it NACE International? I guess. I NACE guess National. 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 Uh, what what happened there? How how was it attended? But let's talk let's talk demographics first. How did it compare to the attendance and the programming of Cater Source? Not necessarily to compare, you know, NACE versus Cater Source, but let's talk about in person conventions where our industry was the first and the hardest hit. And now we seem to be struggling and quickly thriving to get back into it. How, how was the attendance? How were the programs? Yeah, that's a that's a loaded question because um, you know both neither conference did as well as it's done in previous years, and each conference kind of faced its own unique challenges. Both both because you know Cater Source was in Miami and was at a um, much larger venue than than the attendance. You know, real like the really the you know given the attendance, it could have been scaled back a bit. So so they were anticipating a much larger crowd. You know, but of course, that's a that's sort of a conference that um, people, you know, even though they purchase tickets in advance, there is a fair amount of people who also purchase last minute. So you kind of have to keep it that that size. You can't scale necessarily. Right, right, um, right, it's really tough to to scale that. Um, you know, but then a national conference where they they always that one tends to have to be uh, you know a much more advanced conference. Like you know, people book that they they make plans for that. We know on a national level because I'm involved on the national boards, you know, really several months in advance what the attendance is, is trending towards. And it was also small, but I think both conferences didn't necessarily, you know, suffer from COVID per se. Like, like there weren't people who didn't come, you know, because they were concerned, they had health concerns or they had vaccination concerns. Really what I found for both conferences is that the people who were absent were people that had either lost their jobs or been scaled back in employment, you know, or whose employers had been funding these conferences for the sake of their jobs. And now, you know, they themselves didn't have the budgets or, you know, had to be sold on the value of these conferences. So in other words, I don't think it was a lack of desire to go. I think it was, you know, in some instances, just people fell off, fell out of the industry or they fell out of budget or, you know, some other business concern that kind of held them back and, and, and both conferences were back to back this year, which is unusual, you know, there's a much greater space most years. So for my, for my listening audience, my community, um, they heard me introduce you as the, the, the DC NACE chapter president, you weren't born that way. It's not your full-time job. I mean, it's your full-time job, but it's not where your income comes from. Right. Why don't we start by letting people know, what you do for a living, the thing that actually pays your bills. And then we'll, we'll talk about how you got to NACE. And then I'll bring up a couple of things that I know I'm pretty sure we're both struggling with right now. So why don't we start with what is, what, what are you doing actually in your business life outside of NACE? So, so my bread and butter is really event planning. So I own a boutique event planning agency called Trish Star Events. And I have a fair, a fairly even mix between corporate clients and not necessarily corporations, but you know, some nonprofits are thrown in there as well. Some more of a business end, you know, business client uh, clientele on that. And then the other 50% is social. So, you know, that's pretty wedding heavy. So you do weddings and you're doing corporate stuff, but you're also doing weddings and bar mitzvahs and right. parties and things like that. Right. And and now that the world uh, has turned back on, and and full disclosure, we're in the D.C. area, so we're kind of in a blue bubble, right? Uh, and and a really well vaccinated bubble, but yet mass mandates are coming back. 
how are you dealing with finding help employees day of people? How are you dealing with that? You know, um, so I, I'm, I find myself that I'm fortunate that in terms of finding people, you know, I've always been willing to pay. So I, I think, I think that's the, the, the number one thing, at least from my perspective, right? Because it's, because when I do look for people, I'm really not looking for people to just like lift boxes or, you know, answer a phone call or whatever. I'm looking for more skilled labor. Sure. And, I, and I've always recognized that, you know, if, if you want skilled labor, like I need a coordinator, I need someone, uh, you know, I have a, a virtual assistant who runs my office and she's fabulous. So I pay more for those positions. And then I tend to not have too much trouble finding people to fill those positions because I, because I'm super focused because I know the skills that I'm looking for and I know where to find them. Um, so there's a really fantastic company that I use that, you know, if I need just general office um, and administrative help, there's a comp- there are two or three companies I use that if I'm looking for skilled event help that, um, that are really, again, above and beyond, not necessarily like, you know, put China on tables, but more like run a registration desk or, you know, be the liaison for my client when they're, they come looking for a point person on the floor. Um, so somebody that might be, you know, a little bit higher on the skills level. Um, and you pay a little bit more for that, but it's worth it. So before we go any further, I'm one of these weird people. I like to introduce the, 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 the guest and talk about their social channels and how people can find them early on in the show, not at the end of the show because you have my attention and I hope you have the attention of our listening audience, whether it's NACE related or just Trish related, what is the best way to get a hold of you? This will all be in the show notes, but so that they can hear it from your lips. Absolutely. So the, the best, the top two ways to get a hold of me are either through my Instagram page, which is at Trish star events. So that's T R I S H E S T A R E V E N T S. That's my Instagram page right there, or through my email, which is are my initials TS at trishstarevents.com. Um, Perfect. And either way, either one of those, best way to go. And all that information will be in the show notes as well. And I thank you for that. And now on with our regular scheduled program. Yes. What were the hot items at uh, at NACE? What what were people talking about? What are the concerns? What are the pluses and minuses? Give me a, give me the uh, elevator speech uh, of what would have happened over there. You know, I think I think labor, like I think you hit the, na- the nail on the head. I think there is a um, a challenge for some to to get labor, and I, I think that sometimes that you know it's just it's just a matter of being aware of what your resources are. Like, yeah, you know, look, if I'm looking for ten dollar labor, then then I'm going to have a hell of a time, you know, looking for people to fulfill that role. Uh, mostly because we have we live in an area that you know is Amazon fulfillment center. <laughs> Um, heavy and they pay 17 an hour to start. Bad. I cannot say anything bad about our friends at Amazon because no. we photograph a lot of their events. So I love my, I love my friends over at Amazon. Listen, they do. I, I have done their breakfasts. I have done their events. They, they pay, you know, I don't blame anyone for going to work for them because they, they, they pay well and reliably. Like when you compare them to some of the other jobs out there. Um, right. And, and I don't think that that people are necessarily are aware of all the, um, uh, staffing agencies that really are available to people in the events industry. Um, so definitely reach out to me if you need any help on that, because, um, because, you know, there are people out there. It's just a matter of, you know, being very specific as to 
who you're looking for and, and what you need them to do. My, my issue, you know, outside of obviously the podcast world and my, my, my world at Washington Talent, my world is that I, I run a pretty big fleet of photographers, 10 full-time photographers, uh, more than 20 photo booths. And I don't have people to run the photo booths. I mean, we had 40 or 40 or 50 weekend warriors pre-COVID. Now we have about five. Uh, we had a good run of, of interviews last week in one training session today. So found five or six new people. But I, I'm in need of three or four photo- photographers. And I write pretty good ads for placement, both in Facebook and University of Maryland and, and MC and Indeed and you know, I don't mince words. You got to have X amount of equipment. You got to have X amount of experience. And the people that are applying for jobs, <laughs> will y'all go away? Please stop wasting my time. Yeah, I took my cousin's wedding, Uncle Vinny. Right. I mean, seriously, these people, I know, three or four people out of about 80, three or four out of 80 that were even qualified to have a conversation with me meaning to say one year of experience and some rudimentary knowledge of what an event is. And of those three or four, I don't think, but one of them is going to make it. And, and he's a college senior about to go into the workforce and the chance of converting him to being a full-time photographer is pretty slim. It's just, it is better than it was two months ago when everybody was more focused on unemployment money than about the money we were going to pay. And we do not pay poorly. Right. We're a good company to work for. But it's going to be a challenge. This fall season is going to be challenging when it comes to labor. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, people are going to, you know, especially as employers, we have to, yeah, again, it's it's just a matter of like, um, just, uh, you know, may, may, maybe quantity in your particular instance. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, you know, unfortunately, if you get the 80, you might need, um, you know, 160 before you get the, before you get the four that you need. So let me ask you, I know you in the event planning world. I know you definitely work at the higher end of the scale. And I don't mean that as like the posh posh, but that you do a really good job at what you do and you use the right people and you put out a great product. How does somebody with a successful business like that end up saying, oh, I'm going to go volunteer for our national trade organization. Uh, This sounds like a great idea. Oh, in the middle of a pandemic or a I know you got into it just before that, but how did you make that transition into NACE? What what do you as a purveyor get out of NACE? And uh, and what was it like to be the president of a trade association for events and catering when there were no events or catering? Yeah, that was a, it was an interesting year. So full of hope and dreams. I had such big plans. <laughs> it's like the Olympic dream without it having is. to without having to sweat. It is, it is, absolutely. So, so my history with NACE actually extends back to um, almost the start of my career, which, you know, I started in the events and hospitality industry back in 96. And uh, so I've known of NACE or NACE in various cities for a, for a long time, but I, I had always considered it more of a networking association on a personal note, right? Like I never really thought of it beyond, you know, just attending a couple of meetings and meeting some great people and collecting business cards and yay, you know, and you might make a business connection, you know, much like a lot of the other associations and organizations that are out there do. What I made the decision to shift into board leadership um, really back, um, it was about five years ago. So when I first launched my, um, this brand and I decided that, you know, I needed a, a form of networking and marketing 
in a way to establish brand identity and you know do all the things um, marketing and sales wise that it is important, especially in this particular industry, to find an association that you align with and to go all in. I think that, you know, from from the conversations that I have sometimes with people and they're like, you know, I've been a member for a while, but I don't seem to get much out of it. I'm like, okay, but, you know, do you show up at, you know, how many meetings do you show up? It's repetition, right? Like numbers breed familiarity, numbers breed relationship, exposure breeds the business. And, uh, and that's what it ended up, you know, that's what it became to me. I started on the board. I started um, doing their social media and marketing and I did that for two years. Uh, And then I kind of moved up from, from there. So, you know, in, in terms of our, the way we're structured, you know, for, for NACE to become a president, you do need to have at least, I would say like four years, like, cause you, you would have had to fulfill another board position for two years. Then you go into the VP role for, for a year so that at the, you know, the shortest amount of time would be a three-year entry point. How much time do you have left on your term with COVID involved? When, when did you become board president? So I became board president at the beginning of 2020, January of 2020. <laughs> so, uh, right, right extended, at the beginning. An extended year that disappeared. Yeah. So I so got the year and, and typically, so for our chapter board, you know, presidency is one year because it is, it's quite the commitment. And, um, and, and most people, by the time you get to, to being a president, you are running a busy business or you're, you know, in a position where you just got a lot going on. And, uh, you know, so we, we had decided a while ago to make that one year. And then of course my one year kind of disappeared and, you know, the, everything sort of start, started to fall apart. So that one year became two years, um, you know, just because of the, you know, extenuating circumstances. So my year will be over as of December this year, Cecily Moorhead, who's currently the director of catering and events for the university, uh, the hotel at the university of Maryland. Yep. I knew I knew uh, that. Yep, sure. Exactly. You know who that, who that is. Our friend Cecily um, is currently VP and they, and for us, VP moves into the presidency. So she'll have gotcha. 2022, um, gotcha. which is fine by me. I'm going to get, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to try to give membership um, two, three, four months, whatever, whatever we can of some solid meetings, um, some solid events. And then, and then I'll be in the supporting role as an immediate past president. And that's fine. And so when you're putting that much energy into a volunteer organization, with clearly your heart and your passion is into the events industry, into catering and, um, you know, all the good things that NACE stands for. How do you find that balance between NACE and your events, your own business? How do you juggle those two and stay focused on your own core business? It's hard. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, there, there are a there were many, 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 many days where I felt I was getting pulled into association business and, you know, and, and pulling and having that pull away from paid business. Um, but you have to draw the line somewhere. You know, I'm, right. I'm not afraid to, you know, just have a, you know, like heart to heart moment with whomever I feel is, is the pull at that point in time and say, listen, you know, I have to focus on my money first. And, and I would encourage that from anyone, right? Like you've got to focus on what, you know, what brings money through the door. And even though NACE has brought me leads and brought me business and brought me opportunities, you're right. The work that I do for them, it is, it's free. So, you know, that, that can wait, that can wait until I fulfill, you know, my promise to my clients first. 
because without that, then I'm really just spinning my wheels. Like, what am I doing? What am I even doing with pace? Right. Right. Now that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So kind of in wrap up, why don't we tackle two questions? Number one is how do you get the word out to people who might have been a little bit gun shy of joining a, being a part of a trade association at a slightly higher level? We'll tackle that one first and we'll wrap up on you as the event producer. How do you welcome people and explain to them the rewards of being a chapter president or, or just being more dedicatedly involved with NACE as an organization? So it really, it, it ends up um, really coming down to two words, trust and competency, right? Like, because when I came to Washington, D.C., I had already had, you know, close to 20 years in the events industry. I had done big work for big, big clients, but no one here knows that, you know, even though I brought clients to D.C., like nobody knows what I know until you talk to me, until you, you know, you, until you establish those personal relationships. You know, so from someone, you know, if you're kind of considering, you know, going out there and joining an association and you're kind of falling, finding that you're maybe getting not the, the quality of relationship that you want um, in terms of just like regular connections, it, it might mean that you have to step up a little bit and, and reach out and, and form those deeper bonds. And that's what, that's what an association membership and involvement can do for you. And on the flip side, if you're new or newer, let's say you're five years and under in this relation in this industry, um, it's an amazing resource for you to you know have questions answered by competent people. Build your skill base, build your knowledge base, build your contact list, you know. And then that way, you know, if your goal is to you know get to that next level in your business and to build your business. And to be seen as someone who's competent in your in the whatever role it is out there, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get there by again building those relationships and getting you know put, putting your time in with an association is definitely gonna give you that reason to be in front of you know the, consistently the people you want to be in front of, um, as opposed to just like re- relying on you know random coffee dates or let's go out for dinner. Those are fine, but I. You know, I, I think that if people see you work, that they um, get a better idea of how you work. And that that's what this can do for you. Well, f- first of all, I think that your dedication to, to the association and everything you just said is beyond the word admirable. And for someone, uh, my wife and I have been a part of every association in our industry for <laughs> more years than I wish to admit. And I know, well, the same reason you and I saw each other in Miami. I hadn't been to a national conference in more than 20 years. And, and I photographed a special events conference for many years back in the, in the late nineties and the early two thousands. And the opportunity arose for us to come out for special event and cater source this year and climb back into that saddle that, that we haven't done in 20 years. And, and, you know, just to be able to give back, to be there for all of us who are struggling to capture and create those images and the videos that people will then use to springboard and hopefully get new business in the future. I think it's just our little piece, yours with NACE, mine with what we do uh, to support the industry and, and to help the little bits that we can do to help the industry keep moving forward. Absolutely. And it was, it was so wonderful to see. And you're right. Like, uh, you know, I love NACE. I, I encourage people to join NACE, but, um, but I do encourage you to join something. If it's not NACE, find something and, uh, and join that. So the Visual Out podcast has now a listening audience. 
being heard now, I think in 16 or 17 countries. Wow. Uh, we just, yeah, it's kind of cool. We are, uh, we're about to celebrate our anniversary. Uh, we launched, uh, we launched in late August last year, uh, right in the dead of the pandemic. <laughs> we just broke our, our 10,000th download last week, hey. um, which is super duper pooper cool. And, um, I say that to you because we do have a very stronghold listening in, in the Northeast, uh, the DC and the New York, New Jersey area. I think it's because of our geography and people who know us. Sure. Um, tell people, you know, kind of a closing thought about what makes Trish that super special person to call on for wisdom, for counsel, for your professionalism, to do an event for them. Uh, w- what sets you apart from the masses of, oh, I'm a party planner, you know, mitzvah, you know, moms who had a mitzvah that now they, they're, they're mitzvah planners. Uh, what, what, what sets you apart from the pack? You know, for me, it all breaks down to the relationship that I form with my clients. I treat you the way I want to be treated. And, um, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat things if things don't, things, uh, don't, you know, need to be sugarcoated or shouldn't be sugarcoated. I know, you know, when to call out things that, that should be paid attention to. And ultimately, ultimately it's that it's that, um, I approach every single client. I don't care how much they're spending with me. I don't care what kind of event I'm doing with you. I take it personally. Your success is something that I take very, very personally. So I love that. Wait, wait, stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, everybody write this down. I take your success very, very personally. Everybody write that one down, put it to, put it to memory. That is a great sentence. Yeah, everybody got so it. Everybody got it. All right, everybody pencils down back to you, Trish. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, and uh, you know, I, I, I think that's what it just kind of boils down to, because I think that you can find, Look, you can find anyone to put, um, you know, flowers on a table or to hang drapes or, you know, like like finding someone to do the work. Um, you, you know, there are plenty of companies out there that'll do it and then, and they'll produce the same type of thing. But ultimately, you're hiring me because you know I know what, what I'm doing. You know that I'm not, that I'm just going to lay it to you, you know, straight. Sure. And I'm going to lay it down straight and um, and I'm going to make sure that every penny is spent you know, with, with the best event in mind, you know, there, there's not, there's no waste um, All right. with my events. Well, there it is. You did it. You did yeah. it. What? It's the other side of the podcast. You, you've been the guest, you knocked it out of the park. I really appreciate your time. I know we had a little struggle on our scheduling, but uh, we did it where there's a will, there's a way. Um, I, want, I want you to feel, to feel free to come back anytime you'd like when you've got something cool to talk about. And um, I wish you uh great success in your, in your last four or five months of, uh, of your presidency. May you go out as gracefully as you came in and, uh, and then get back to your normal life and, and just work 80 hours a week and not 120 hours a week. Yeah. That's the dream living the dream over here. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. And, uh, and you have an amazing podcast and I will hundred percent be back. I totally love, I appreciate all your nice words to the listening audience. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I I love having Trish on the show. I think it's really cool. And, and to all of you don't read too far between the lines, but get involved. We can't carry on our industry without your involvement. It doesn't matter if it's NACE or ILEA, or if you're in your own trade associations for photo, for video, for meeting planning, for whatever it is, these associations are not just a place to put 50 or a hundred dollars to join something, to have a social club. We can't survive without it. 
And God knows after what we've all just gone through for the last year and a half, we all need to pull together, band together, and be a part of this community that has, at least in my position and Trisha's position, has taken very, very good care of us. Until next we meet again, everybody, I'm Jack Hartsman, your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwow.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.